This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillah, we praise Him, we praise Him, we praise Him. ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah has reported a hadith in the book of al-Jana'is on the authority of Samura bin Jundub radiyallahu ta'ala an, who says that it was the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he alayhi salatu wa salam after leading salatul fajr he would remain in his place and he alayhi salatu wa salam would keep himself busy in the remembrance of Allah Jalali wal Ikram. And sometimes he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would ask his companions if any one of them had seen any dream in the last night. And Samura radiallahu ta'ala who says, if anyone would have seen any dream, they would tell the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would give the explanation and he Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would interpret that dream. And one day the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam led Salatul Fajr and he asked the same question to his companions Ridwanullahi and no one replied saying that he had seen any dream. Then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Tonight, I have seen a dream, and I would like to tell you that dream. And then he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, told his companions, Ridwanullahi alayhi majma'een, that I was asleep when two men came to me, and they woke me up, and they said, Ya Muhammad, in talik. O Muhammad, let's go. And they took me to a blessed and sacred land. As the Muhaddithin have said, this blessed land is the land of Jerusalem. He sallallahu alayhi wasallam went there along with these two men. Then he sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, Over there I saw a person 
who was sitting down and there was another person standing besides him and the person standing besides him he had an iron hook in his hand he would insert that hook inside the mouth of the person who was sitting down and he would push it inside his mouth until it would reach to his jaw bone and then he would drag it and he would tear the side of his cheek and he would tear it up to his back and then this person would come on the other side and he would do the same on the other side of his cheek and by the time he has torn off the other side of the cheek the first side of the first side of the cheek would come would become normal and then this person would come on the right side again and he would repeat this action again and again he sallallahu alaihi wasallam says i asked my two companions these two men who is this person they said wait intaliq let's move on let's proceed he sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that then we moved on and we came to see a person who was lying down on the floor flat and there was another person standing beside him and he had a big stone or a piece of rock in his hand and he would crush and strike the head of the person who was lying down flat to the level that his head would be crushed completely and then that that stone and that piece of rock would roll away and this person would go to pick it up and by the time he would come back his head would become normal and this person would strike his head again and again and again and he continued repeating this action he sallallahu alaihi wasallam says i asked my companions these two men who is this they said move on and then he sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that we went and we came across a deep hole a deep hole in the earth in which there was a fire kindled and inside the hole there were men and women they were burning and screaming he sallallahu alaihi wasallam said inside that hole whenever the flame would come up these people would come up as well while screaming and crying and shouting to the extent that they were about to come out of this hole but then this flame go down and would become quieter and these people would go again inside that hole and these men and women they were naked he sallallahu alaihi wasallam said i asked these two men my companions who are these people they said wait and move on and then he sallallahu alaihi wasallam says we came across a person who was drowning in the river of a blood he was drowning in the river of a blood and he was trying to come out of this river and as soon as he would come closer to the bank of the river there was a person who was standing by the bank of that river and he had gathered a large number of stones and he would strike this person with those stones and this person would go again in the midst of the blood river again and he would continue drowning 
He sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, I asked my two companions about this person and then they said, let's move on. And the hadith continues, but I'm going to stop here. And this is the topic of the khutbah today to highlight the punishment and also the sins. The sins, four major sins because of which these people were being punished in Al-Barzakh. And there are a number of lessons that we learn from this very hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. One of them is that the dreams of the prophets are always true. The second one is that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam would interpret the dreams of his companions whenever they would see any dream and whenever they would tell him sallallahu alayhi wasallam about a dream. And seeing a dream and interpreting a dream and explaining the dream, this is another separate topic. But one thing we need to bear in mind with regards to the dreams, my dear brother and sister in Islam, that if you see something good in the dream, then the Prophet ﷺ has instructed us not to tell anyone except the person that you love the most or the person who has knowledge, the person who is well versed with the explanation and the interpretation of the dream. Someone who has knowledge to interpret it in the in, in in a right way otherwise do not tell anyone and if the dream is not good and it leaves some kind of grief within your heart and you are upset then in this case you should not tell anyone at all this is one of the basic etiquettes of dreams so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that day he said I saw a dream and then he told the companions and the reason he told the companions that dream because as I said the dreams of the prophets are always true and they are real. Then the Prophet made the mention of this dream and these two people that took the Prophet to the sacred land they were two angels. As it is mentioned in some of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they were Jibra'il and Mikail. And they took the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam to that land. One of the lessons that we learn from this hadith is the punishment of the hereafter and the punishment in the barzakh. Barzakh is the life between the life of this dunya and the day of judgment. And the next life that is usually... Uh, explained as a life in the grave and this life of the grave is called the life of barzakh and barzakh linguistically means a barrier Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran those who passed away those who leave this dunya between them and the akhirah there is a barzakh a barrier until the day of judgment until the day they are going to be resurrected so this is the life of Barzakh is a true life and it is part of our Iman and belief and it is part of our Aqeedah to believe in the authentic hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that make the mention of the punishments of Barzakh and this is one of those evidences this hadith is one of those evidences so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam came across four types of people the first one was the person who was sitting down and the second person was standing beside him and he was cheering off his cheek. 
At the end of the hadith, the Prophet ﷺ has informed us, and he said, at the end, these two angels, Jibra'il and Mikail they told me about these people. And the first person who was being punished this way, he wasallam said, he was a person, this was a person who used to make up a lie and such a big lie that people would report on his behalf and the lie would reach all, all over the world. And this person who made up this lie would become very happy that this is something that I have created, I have made up and people are sharing and people are reporting it on my behalf, on my authority. My dear brothers and sisters in Islam, lie in the religion of Allah is one of the greatest and the major sins. And unfortunately, people have taken this sin very lightly nowadays, and especially with the widespread of the social media. And every person having Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and WhatsApp in their hands, people, people continue spreading lies without, without even having any courage to verify any news. Be it a news and the worst type of lie is when people make up something and they say, this is the hadith of Rasulullah This is part of the religion. Or people make up something and they say, if you share it, you will get the reward in such a such way. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man Whoever makes up a lie on me and whoever says anything about me that I have not said. Man Whoever says something about me or associating to me something that I have not, I have not said. Then he وسلم, said such person should take his place in the fire of hell. So my dear brothers and sisters, Islam, we need to be very careful when it comes to sharing the messages and spreading the news. Don't share anything. Don't share any news until it is completely and fully verified. And especially as I said, when it comes to something related to the religion of Allah, don't report it. And even as a true believer, as a Muslim, you should have courage. If someone has sent you a message in the form of a text or in the form of a video or audio, don't simply say that someone told me and that person is trustworthy. That is why I'm forwarding it. No, you have the duty to verify it. There are so much of lies spreading out in the social media nowadays. And be careful if you spread lies, then remember this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And while we are going through the month of March and in a few weeks time, we'll be approaching the month of April. And we all know the first of April is known as the day of fool. People make up lies on a very large scale. And unfortunately, even the Muslims and the believers, they get involved in this major sin. The major sin. So we need to be careful. 
The second person there, the Prophet ﷺ saw in his dream who was being punished. He ﷺ saw a person who was lying down and the other person was striking his head and he was crushing his head. These two companions, these two angels, Jibra'il and Mika'il they informed the Prophet ﷺ that this was the person This was the person who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught him and gave him the knowledge of the Quran. He understood Quran, he knew Quran, he memorized Quran, yet he would stay asleep from obligatory prayer. And some of the narrations of this hadith, they mention that this person would stay asleep at the time of Salatul Fajr. And particularly, the person who has the knowledge of the Quran and he does not wake up for Salatul Fajr, this is the punishment of such person. And during the day, he would not act upon the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the wording of the hadith is that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, he is going to be punished until the day of judgment. Continuously, he will be punished until the day of judgment. My dear brothers and sisters in Islam, waking, waking up for Salatul Fajr is very, very important. And we all know the importance of Salatul Fajr. The Prophet ﷺ has classified Salatul Fajr as one of the biggest criterion between the believer and the munafiq. He ﷺ said, Athqalu salati ala al-munafiqeen, Salatul Isha wa Salatul Fajr. The heaviest of the prayers on the hypocrites are two prayers, Salatul Isha. At the end of the day, when you come back very tired from work and you do not want to pray and shaitan continues whispering in your mind and you do not want to come to the masjid to join the congregational prayer. And even some people do not pray at all. And then Salatul Fajr. Many of us, we have excused that I'm unable to wake up for Salatul Fajr. Why? Because I cannot go to sleep early at night. It is my habit. That I cannot go to sleep. And obviously, if you cannot go to sleep before 12, 1 or 2 o'clock, then how would be able to wake up for Salatul Fajr? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to dislike talking and being engaged in any kind of conversation after Salatul Isha. He would go to sleep straight after Salatul Isha unless there was a religious talk. Something about the religion of Allah Learning something But again the scholars have said If you have experienced that Attending for example a particular lecture Or the circle Or any class Although you are trying to gain the knowledge of the religion of Allah But because it is held after Salatul Isha And because of this very reason You cannot wake up for Salatul Fajr Then it is better to leave such lecture in class and that circle and make effort to wake up for Salatul Fajr. Because Salatul Fajr is more important. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq and ability. Then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said when he alayhi salatu wasalam saw some people burning in the hole and these people were naked and they were screaming and shouting and crying. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
said that Jibreel and Jibrail and Mikael, they informed me that these were the people who used to commit zina, fornication, and they were the people who never repented to Allah Ikram and they never rectified their mistakes and their sins and they left this dunya without repentance. And unfortunately, again, in these age, in these times and age, this fornication, zina, has become widespread. And the doors of the fitna and the fahisha are wide open everywhere. And it has become very difficult for a normal person to stay away and to refrain from committing zina. But if shaitan has tricked you and you have committed this major sin, now you have the time to repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have the time to repent to Allah ikram. And bear in mind that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised in the Quran at the end of Surah Al-Furqan when Heedul Jalal Al-Ikram made the mention of some major sins. One of them is zina. Heedul Jalal Al-Ikram said, يُضَاعَفْ لَهُ الْعَذَابُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَيَخْلُدْ فِيهِ مُهَانًا those who commit these type of major sins, they will be, they will be punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all humility. And they, their, punishment will long, their punishment will last for a long time. And then in the following ayah, Allah says, Except those who repent to Allah and they believed in Allah and they corrected their actions, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised فَأُولَٰئِكَ يُبَدِّلُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ حَسَنَاتِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his mercy and his love for such person Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will change the sins of this person of the past into good deeds. So you have time now to repent to Allah and my dear brothers and sisters in Islam when it comes to this major sin of zina if you study the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed many verses in the Quran that instruct us to close and keep the doors and the ways leading to zina closed. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, In Surah Al-Nur, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tell the believers that they keep their gaze Lord, and they safeguard their chastities. And same instruction is for women. And Allah also says, Do not come closer to zina. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is why he has instructed and revealed the ayat in the Quran about hijab. And the whole purpose of hijab is to protect the society from falling into this major sin. And there are many other instructions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam as well. So these were the people who were punished in that hole of the fire because of this major sin. And the last person who was drowning in the river of a blood, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, this was the person who used to deal with riba, with interest. Again, this is one of the major sins that people have taken very lightly and people have made up so many excuses. 
It is okay because I'm struggling. So I need this, I need that type of loan, I need that type of mortgage, and I have no solution and this and that. But at the end of the day, my dear brothers and sisters in Islam, no matter how many scholars have issued the fatwa regarding the mortgage or dealing with haram, with riba, with finance or whatever, at the end of the day, on the day of judgment, you will be held to an account before Allah with regards to your own actions. And on that day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to excuse you because of the simple excuse that I acted upon the fatwa of so-and-so. Rather, on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran that such people, they will say while burning in the fire, Ya laytana ata'na Allah wa ata'na rasula Woe to us! If only would have, we would have obeyed Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa And these people are not going to benefit you. So, do not blindly follow anyone. Rather, look at the verse of the Quran and the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and ask yourself whether the excuse you are making is, has any value, any, any value in the religion of Allah al-Jalalul Ikram. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq and ability to repent to him dul jalali wal ikram. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and save us all from these major sins. Innahu sami'un kharibun mujib. Inna alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu. ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أما بعد My dear brothers and sisters in Islam One of the lessons that we learn from this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is That people are being punished People will be punished even on the day of judgment Because of major sins the people who are going to be punished on the Day of Judgment are going to be of two types. Those who did not believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who associated partners with Allah those who committed shirk and they died in the state of kufr and shirk and they never repented to Allah such people will remain in the punishment, they will remain in the fire of hell forever. Because this is... The decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna Allah la yaghfiru an yushraka bih wa yaghfiru ma duna thalika liman yasha. Innahu man yushrik billah faqad harram allahu alayhi al-jannah wa ma'wahu al-nar. Whoever commits shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made jannah haram upon him and his final eternal abode is the fire of hell. But there will be other people who either never committed shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, rather they were believers, they were Muslims, they were within the fold of Islam, but they continued making major sins, major sins, and they never repented to Allah and they died in this state. And again, this is very dangerous. Such people will be completely dependent on the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Other than shirk, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish such people in the fire of hell, then eventually he will bring them out of the fire and they will be allowed their entry into paradise. Or if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants, he can accept any of the good deed of the person 
and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can forgive all of his sins because of that small good deed. But at the end of the day, their final abode is going to be paradise. But we do not, we do not have any guarantee whether Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to forgive us without punishing or with punishment. So we need to try our best to stay away from all these types of, types of major sins. And with regards to major sins, there are many major sins. Obviously, the biggest and the greatest of the sins is the shirk, associating partners with Allah. But there are many other major sins. Lying is one of them. Backbiting is also one of the major sins. Namima is also a major sin. Cheating is a major sin. And all and there are many other major sins and i would recommend everyone that if you have time to explore the youtube then go on youtube channel of greenland masjid and a few years ago our respected sheikh abu sama he went through a book of imam al-zahabi called al-kabair al-kabair means major sins go through those series of lectures so that you can understand the major sin and the severity of those major sins and then you can try your best to stay away from these major sins. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from all types of sins and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq and ability to repent to him dul jalal ikram and to seek his forgiveness. Innahu sami'un qareebun mujib. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabiya ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala ali muhammadin wa barik wa sallim wa salli alayhi. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanatan wa fi al-akhirati hasanatan wa qina adhab al-nar. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunna min al-khasirin. ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا وأخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصل اللهم وبارك على نبينا محمد this recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.